Hey, boring business owners, and welcome back to another episode of Marketing for Your Boring Business. Let's get real for a minute. We all have that Facebook friend, or maybe three, that is a network marketing person, and they probably have annoyed the crap out of you with their terrible network marketing tactics. I'm not gonna lie, if I get one more invite to a Facebook group that I'm joined to against my will, I'm gonna lose my mind. This has got to stop. And I have been looking for someone to talk about how to network marketing right for probably over a year. And I found the perfect person in the most unlikely of places. I'm going to dive into that story a little bit later. We're talking with Kristen LaValle today about how to break down what are the do's and don'ts for network marketing and what your boring business can learn from good network marketing tactics. Stay tuned. It is time for the Marketing for Your Boring Business Facebook Live Show and Podcast. Welcome to Marketing for Your Boring Business presented by All-in-One Social Media, where marketing professionals and industry leaders discuss what you can do to have your message get seen in a cluttered newsfeed. Join us each week to learn more about social media. Now here's your host, Desiree Martinez. Hey guys, welcome again to the Marketing for Your Boring Business Live Show and Podcast. I am your host, Desiree, and we are here to help make sure your message gets seen in that cluttered newsfeed. We are live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. And if you're watching this on Facebook, make sure that you type boring into the comment section now so that you can subscribe to the show. And hey, if you're watching on YouTube or listening on your favorite podcast platform, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss the new episode that comes out every single week. We're talking with Kristen LaValle today, but real quick, I just want to give a big thank you to everyone that is watching us live. I know that your time is super valuable, and so I know that you're going to get so much out of this episode. So if you have any questions, please let me know down in the comment section. So let me tell you about Kristen. Now, I'm going to read you her bio, and I'm going to tell you my personal experience with her. So Kristen is a wife and mom of three living in Western Massachusetts. She started her network marketing business when she and her husband had a had to quickly leave their church staff position. Based on unemployment and homelessness, she chose to dig her heels in and do the hard work to build something for her and her family. She quickly rose to one of the top ranks and loves helping other people build their business in authentic and genuine ways. Welcome to the show, Kristen. It is awesome to have you. I am excited to talk to you. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. So let me tell you guys how Kristen came into my life. So this goes back, way back. So I moved to Texas when my husband joined the Air Force in 2014 at 36 weeks pregnant. I had no time to like meet anybody or learn anything about where I lived. I was literally like, make a nursery pop out a person. Like that's literally what my life was. And one of my Facebook friends, posted this article a couple months later that was called it was about being a lonely mom and I was like oh my gosh this is speaking to my heart in ways I didn't even know I needed to hear this and I started and I, I had to dig in who's this author who is she about what's her jam and it was Kristen and I've been following her ever since she's gone on a very similar crazy journey as to me but in her own way so Kristen Hi, welcome. I know it's quite the introduction, right? <laughs> and you feel really good about myself. <laughs> <laughs> so she's been around the block for a while. So Kristen, you talked, we talked a little bit about in your bio how you got led to network marketing. Why network marketing versus all of the other stuff that you were doing at the time? 
Well, I was very anti-network marketing. In fact, there's a video out there somewhere of me making fun of network marketers. This <laughs> is so funny. Um, but everything else that I was doing, so I was doing the blogging thing and I ended up walking away from that. And I had a few other side hustles, like I, I sewed things and I made things for people and I did a little freelance writing. None of it was really profitable and it was not consistent. It wasn't, um, it wasn't even really something that I enjoyed doing. It was really soul sucking for me and network marketing really just kind of fell in my lap at the perfect time. Like everything just aligned. I, and I said no to my friend that had approached me about it. I said no probably a dozen times before my husband was actually like, no, I think this is different than what we think it is. And I think you'd be really good at it. And I was like, all right, well, I don't have any other options. So I'm just going to try this and ended up falling in love with it. Wow, that's deep. And I bet you probably hear all the time from people like I hate network marketing. And then you probably have even converted quite a few of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So we're going to dive more into Kristen's story and how we can learn more about that. But first we're going to show a little bit of love for our sponsors, Sendable. So today we are focusing on how network marketing Sorry, we're gonna focus on how to do networking right for your business. And that starts with a good content plan and a good message. You need to make sure that you're tracking a lot of things, like scheduling your posts, tracking conversations, reporting, and so much more. But how exactly are you going to do all of that? Well, that's where Sendable is gonna be the solution for you. Sendable allows for you to be able to bulk schedule posts to all of the major platforms like networking, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and so much more. And you can even create your own graphics with Sendable's graphics tool that they have. They have lots of comprehensive tools that allow for you to measure your content, track your conversations, and engage all in one place. This is the official social media manager software of All In One Social Media, which is my uh, agency. And we've tested a ton of other social media softwares. And I always come back to Sendable because it truly is the easiest and most comprehensive tool that is out there. So make sure you get the link in the description to get set up with a free 30 day trial. Now, we are talking with Kristen LaValle about how to effectively market your boring business with tricks and tips from the network marketing business. If you are watching this on Facebook, make sure that you type boring right now into the comment section so that you are able to subscribe to our show. And if you are watching over on Facebook or on YouTube or over on your podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss our show that comes to you every single week. All right, let's dive into this, Kristen. So Let's start with the bad stuff. Why is it that people who dive into network marketing do it so bad and so annoying? Like, why do you think that is? Oh, so many reasons. I think they probably have really bad examples um, of what it can look like. I think they're probably promised a lot of extravagant things. Like, if you just do it this way, the model works. If you just do this, the model works. And so it comes off um, really inauthentic and desperate. I think that a lot of network marketing, maybe not the companies at all, as a whole, but individuals prey on uh, women, particularly in vulnerable stages of life, like moms that are staying at home, that are lonely, that are feeling insecure, that need a little validation, or maybe they want to look or feel better. And I think um, that's really easy to get wrapped into that. And then it gives you this little boost of confidence and then you just come off, um, inauthentic and, and not like some, not like a human. You sound like you're not a human is what <laughs> it comes down to. 
<laughs> and so why do you think it is that, what is it that you, what you have found that works for your business when it comes to network marketing? Like how did you figure out how to do it the right way, I guess, is kind of what we should dive into. Well, I really lucked out in that the people, the team that I am with are amazing and they're just genuine people. Um, and the company that I'm with is is just a great company. And Young Living is, it, they're just amazing. And their whole thing is to put people over product, over profit. Um, and so I think just being a human first and helping people first and um, making your product and what you're selling the secondary thing and connecting with people and developing relationships. Network marketing isn't just selling a product. You have to connect with people. You have to have a relationship with this person or it doesn't work or it just comes off as salesy and weird. And like, it just doesn't really work unless you are putting yourself out there first, being a human, offering good content, being vulnerable, connecting, having conversations. And then it leads to these conversations that end up being sales, but being a normal human first, and then you get to your product. So let me get this straight. We need to be normal humans in order to grow our business. I feel yeah. like that would apply to literally everything with having your own business. Like, yeah. and I, I think that, and it's very true. And like, I just want to point out it's such a, it's such a funny way to say, it. be normal guys. That that's yeah. the secret. We're done. Bye. Enjoy the right. No, like be like, it's such a, like a, such a silly thing. But I think people in that get into these niches and of, of different kinds of business of all business, they're like, Oh, I have to be this specific way or no one's going to take me seriously. I have to button up in this way. But like you, you're very like raw and real and fun with what you're doing with your personal brand. And I get that personally. Like I just posted this post on my, on my feed that was like me drinking a giant glass of tea with no makeup. Like guys, it's Monday, you know, like this is my life, mom life for real. And I think that's what allows people to connect with you and want to like continue to follow you and be around you. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Let's break down some things that people are doing bad in, in network marketing and what they can do as an alternative. So I think the biggest one is, and I think this is like an ongoing joke. It's like someone from high school sends you a friend request and within 15 minutes they're DMing you to check out their product. Yep. So why is this wrong and what is a better way to do it? Okay. It drives me nuts. Absolutely drives me nuts when people do that. And the beauty of network marketing is that it does connect you to these past relationships. Like the people that I have on my team now, I have friends from elementary school, friends from middle Whoa. school, high school, friends from college, friends of friends of friends. The beauty of network marketing is that really it really does connect you with these people. But you don't need to go cold message them and go pitch the business and pitch this product or pitch this opportunity to people. If you're wanting to connect with people that used to be in your life, like you've seen them post and you're like, I think my product would be so amazing for this person. I think they would love it. Or even the business side, like I think they would be amazing at the first you connect with that person and, and go into it with the mindset of, I just want to help this person. I want to reconnect with them. Your goal is not to get them to buy from you. Your goal is to reestablish that relationship with those people and you know, you like their posts, you comment on their posts, genuine things. Don't do the thing where you're like, oh my gosh, hi Becky, your kid is so cute. How are you? And then she responds and then you're like, yeah, my life is cool. I'm selling oils now. Can I tell you about oils? Like people know what 
getting at. They know your agenda. Don't do that. I have found nine times out of 10, if I don't say anything about my product, anything about what I'm doing, people, people already see it and they bring it up and they ask me about it. I'm just asking them about their lives. How are you? How are your kids? Oh my gosh, I saw what you posted. That is crazy. And you just talk to people, be a normal human. I'll probably say that a times. So it, sounds, so it sounds like what we can do, so rather than going straight into the like, hey, Kristen, did you know that you can change your life by selling oils? It's more like just taking like, even as a surface level interest in what they're doing, you can see what they're doing from their Facebook posts and stuff like that, or Instagram posts, and, and just comments and be there. And just by staying in front of them, it will lead to a conversation about your products. Sometimes, and sometimes it doesn't, but my approach is more, um, let me be a friend first. Let me help you first. I send samples out all the time. I send roller bottles of oils out all the time with no intention of ever getting that sale because I want to establish myself as the crazy oil lady. I tell all of, all of my people, like, you want to just be the crazy oil lady. And so when people think of oils, they think of you. So when people think of a product, they're thinking of you. They're not thinking of anybody else. And they can go to you trusting that you're actually going to help them and not just tell them that they want to hear what they want to hear or get to your bottom line. You're going to be truthful. You're going to be honest because you're not trying to pitch them from the get-go. And they will come to you. Not everyone, but the ones that do buy from you most of the time will come to you instead of you just cold messaging them like and pitching your idea. So... To expand on this, so how then do you share the message of what you do without being salesy and spammy and, and all that kind of stuff? You talk about being a friend first, establishing yourself as like the crazy product person, so crazy oil lady, crazy, crazy social media lady, right? Like that kind of a thing. How how do you go about establishing yourself about uh, in that way so that people be are starting to ask questions like, oh, okay, like what do I need to know? It's all about sharing stories. So my goal with everything that I post on social media is to get people to ask me questions and to get them to either comment their questions or send me a message and ask me because the sale or whatever you want to, wherever you want to put that category of your business happens in your messages. It doesn't happen by posting something once. It doesn't happen in the comment section. It happens when they message you or when you meet up with them and see them in person. So I try to share the products that I'm using and the products that I'm loving and how they're working for me in a story way, in a creative way. doesn't have to be perfect. doesn't have to be pretty. Sometimes I'll just put up a picture of my diffuser and say, my kids are acting crazy. They heard for this oil. And people will be like, what oil is it? And we talk about it. And it leads to conversations that lead to conversations that lead to conversations that eventually turn into um, being like getting them to enroll with you, which would sound like it takes a really long time, but I built up my business to be a full-time income in two years. So it doesn't have to actually in one year and then it grew from there, but it doesn't have to be this thing that's like, oh my gosh, no, I'm so I need money right now. I have to like get to the to the punchline right now. No, you need people to ask you questions and get into a conversation with them. So now because I follow you on a personal side, you don't talk much about your oil stuff. Like you talk about it. But yeah. it's not like every post, every single, every Instagram story you do, every post you do. Like, I feel like you, with what you do on your personal brand, is just a lot of like you telling stories about your life. Mm -hmm. How do you translate, one, why do you do that? And two, how do you translate that to business? 
I, for me, it's hard to separate it. Um, and I tried to separate it for a while and it just wasn't, um, authentic and it just felt like, I don't know, compartmentalizing my life. Um, but I share my life because I want to connect with people and the heart of my business is wanting to help people and wanting to connect with people and connect them with things that could help them. So everything that I do is to talk to people and connect with people. And so the oils, like you'll see, I don't post a lot of pictures about like specific products, but I do talk about them in my captions and I do post in my stories and I'll go live once a month and open up a box of oils and talk about them and talk about how they're helping me. But I try to make it so that people love me first and they trust me and they feel like they're my friend and they want to be my friend. And then when they see me post about oils, then they know that I'm being genuine. I'm not just trying to sell them something because they trust me and they trust that I'm not going to talk about something that they wouldn't love too. Um, and so my whole brand is I'm just like you, I am mom, I am a wife, I love my family and I've struggled with health and I've struggled with mental and physical health, just like every other woman out there. And this is what I found that helps me. And I think the, the taking the low pressure, the pressure out of me being a salesperson or a network marketing person makes people feel more comfortable asking me about them because they know I'm not just going to be like, Yes, and here's my link. Sign up today. You know. <laughs> yes, and I, and I've and I've come to you with questions because my my husband deals with a lot of issues um, when it comes to military life, and there are different things. I even had turned to you and asked you the question, like, "Hey, okay, we've been talking about this for a while." Because I follow you, I finally it's sort of awesome, like because you've been talking about it, you've been present. When an issue came up that oils could be a solution for it, that's when I knew it. Came. Again, I'm following you for five years. And I finally had reached out like, okay, what is this kind of a thing? You know, yeah. so it's just one of those things. I think it's about continuing to talk about it in a way that's like relatable and, and problem solving. It sounds yeah. like that, that's been good. And I love how you have the personal brand and you have the business brand. But like you said, it's unrealistic to think that you couldn't like that they're separate. Like if you're separating that harshly, you're probably doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, guys, if you are just tuning in, I'm talking with Kristen LaValby at how to effectively market your boring business with some tricks and tips for network marketing done right. If you guys are watching this on Facebook, make sure you type boring right now in the comment section so that you can subscribe to our show where we go live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. And if you're watching on YouTube or on your favorite podcast, make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss the episode that comes out to you every single day week. Okay. So here's the big one, Kristen, that I think all of us can unanimously say, stop it to, which <laughs> is people sign up for a network marketing business. They create a Facebook group and they go and add everybody. And yep. then it's just like salesy, 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 salesy. And you just want to like stab yourself in the eye and unfriend that person. Why is this bad? And how can we change this to do this better? Well, first of all, you don't need a Facebook group. Okay, so <laughs> I, yeah. I had when I first started and I invited 10 people to it and I messaged them and I said, can I add you to this group? Do you want to be a part of this group? I know we've talked about this kind of stuff before. And then my group grew in less than a year to a thousand people and I only added 10 people to it. So if you're going to do a Facebook group, and this is how I did my Facebook group is instead of 
adding a bunch of people that don't want to be there because th that's not your market. That's not a warm market. That's not even like a lukewarm market that those are people that don't want to be there. You force them to be there. They leave, you add them back. They leave, you add the stop doing that. They will block you because I've done that before. Don't add people to a group they didn't ask to be a part of. You can message them and ask them if they want to be a part of it, part of it. But the better thing to do and how I did it and how I grew my group to over a thousand members was, um, and then I shut it down because I didn't need it anymore because you don't need a Facebook group. But anyway, so I would teach classes and I would advertise those classes and say, like, I would kind of theme my whole social media for the week. Like if I wanted to talk about using oils with your babies, with your kids, I would theme my social media the whole week to talk about oils and kids. And I wouldn't be like a, a like super obvious educational post. It would be like diffusing lavender at bedtime one day. And then the next day I would talk about roller blunts for my kids and get people in my DMs. And then I would say, okay, we've talked about this all week. I'm going to go live in my group on Friday night and teach a class. If you want a link to that group, send me a message or I would post a link to that group. And then people are opting in to be a part of your group. There's your warm market, probably even beyond warm. It's a hot market because they're asking to be in the group. They're opting in. They want to do or they want to be a part of it. They want to see what you're posting because they know you're going to be posting something valuable that pertains to their life. If you're just sharing like product posts and like the cost of your product in your group, that's not valuable and people are not going to be in your group. Facebook isn't going to show anybody your group because algorithm algorithms are crazy. You need engagement. You need people liking and commenting on your posts. Post good stuff, and people will want to be part of your Now, okay. First of all, I love that. Post good stuff, and people engage. We we say that all the time. People are like, oh, the algorithm. I'm not being seen. It's like they're not getting seen because no one likes what you're posting. Like, let's address that. So, love that. I love that it applies to all businesses. So, I do want to counter though this with you now. The reason I found out that you were in the network marketing game was because I had been following you for a long time. So you had some very viral success way back in the day through your mom blog life. And again, I followed you through along that journey. What do you advice do you have to people to grow their following to a targeted to their target interest, people that would be interested in them and their products and services when they don't, they haven't had that kind of success that you've had. Yeah. And that's the thing with building on social media with network marketing is it's hard to do it. If you don't have a following already, you can, it can be done. Um, but if you're wanting to grow your following, you just got to be authentic and be real decide. And, and what I did at the very beginning of my business blogging, whatever, was I decided who my market was. And it took me a while to figure out who my ideal client was because I was just posting stuff because I wanted to and it just kind of grew organically. And then when I decided to take it seriously, I was like, okay, who is my reader who's following me? And I made a profile of that person and I named her, and I think her name was Sarah something or other. And I wrote down what she's into, what are her struggles, what are things that she deals with, what does she see when she looks in the mirror, what does she feel, is she married, how old is she, how many kids does she have, does she work, does she have a degree. And I went through all of that and figured out who my target person was. And then it just kind of provided a framework of the things that I, I'm going to post. And then I decided who I want to be and who, how much of myself I want to put out there on social media. And so everything that I post kind of and this framework that makes me feel safe and makes me feel like I'm not overexposed and gives me an idea of who that that ideal person is that I'm talking to. And then you 
kind of cater your posts towards the problems or the um not even the problems but just the funny sometimes scenarios that we can all find relatable and that we can all say oh yeah me too like that's that's what we want right for people to say me too when they look at your social media and then you know you can do the algorithms and the hashtags um and all of that to play that game if you really want to but doing that connecting with your audience and then connecting with other people that are in your field and getting them to share your stuff sharing their stuff not being weird about like oh but they're in the same market as me they're in the same business as me i don't that's competition no just like be friends with everybody people will share your stuff and you'll grow organically so on topic of being friends with everybody you now i know you i follow all of your stuff on instagram that that's where i've always followed you um but you, we've talked a lot about facebook as well so how do you decide where to, and then with friends, like you're only, you're not supposed to be doing business on your personal account. And there's all these other like rules, regulations, like, Oh, just do the page. You can advertise get the data, the measurements. What are your thoughts on all of that stuff? Well, I had my blog, Facebook page, my personal Facebook page, my personal Instagram, and then my business oil Instagram. And then I had a team. So at one point I had five accounts that I was posting to every day, including my Facebook group. I had multiple Facebook groups. Like I just had a lot of social media. Um, and so ultimately I decided to go where my biggest influence was, wherever I was getting the most interaction and had the most influence, I was just gonna invest all of my time in that. I know that's not for everybody. Some people want to build on multiple networks, but I just decided that Facebook wasn't um, lucrative enough for me to invest my time. So I shut down my group that I was running and decided to just invest fully into my personal account on Instagram. No more oils Instagram, no more oils group, not even on my Facebook page. And just gave myself fully to that platform um, so that I could really do it well. Because I felt so pulled in so many different directions and I've never been able to manage multiple social media well without like wanting to die. So I was like... Where's the most lucrative? Where do I have the most influence? I'm going to stay there and treat those people well and really love those people well and hope that it all works out. So it almost sounds like pick one and be awesome at it. Yeah. And then grow that there. Now, how have you been able to grow your Instagram account organically um, since you decided to make the shift? Posting good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing, and I'm guessing, like, because, like, you do, she does her, her posts are fantastic. Um, but I, I, is there more to it than that that you're doing? You know, not really. I'm, I'm just, I try to connect my Instagram stories to my posts every day. I try to have those like cohesive. Um, and I try to just be a friend on Instagram. So in my, in my DMs, I probably get, between 75 to 100 DMs every day. And I try to respond to those as much as possible. And um, just, and it's just like short little messages. It's nothing for deep, but sometimes it is. Um, and then those people share my profile with their friends and um, they post it into their stories. If I post something that's really relatable, they'll share it in their stories and then I'll repost them onto my stories. And it just creates this connection and community that I think has helped it grow organically. I tried doing the hashtag thing, the hashtag thing works, but it was just, 
it just wasn't fun for me. And I decided that I needed my social media to be fun or I wouldn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> so I, that seems like an important thing. I think that's something people forget all the time is it should be fun and you should enjoy being being yeah. there like people like because i'm in marketing like marketers ruin everything that we do we really do and so uh <laughs> we, oh my God, um but it's just one of those things it's like like i really still enjoy hanging out on facebook like it's where i finally get those things now i don't post a lot on my profile lately like i don't i just haven't been into it but i spend a lot of time in groups and communities they've chosen to be a part of and invest my time and i comment there and i share information there and I ask questions and I, I get more out of that than other things. Other thing with Instagram, like I like doing stories on Instagram. I don't post much on Instagram. And so when I'm talking with other people, they're like, you're a marketer and you're not posting twice a day on Instagram with your 30 <laughs> hashtags and doing your stories. I'm like, no, cause I don't want to. I'm on top of that, I'm like you, I know who my person is. I know like my, my person is named Crystal. Like I know who that person is, who I'm talking to. She's not on Instagram. So it's kind of like, I like telling stories to people that are following me and relevant and all that kind of stuff. So I, I it's, it's almost like, thanks. I'm glad I'm not alone, I guess, in, in the <laughs> statement for that. <laughs> so what, so one of the things I really love about your content, just to kind of shift gears a little bit, a little bit less of like do's and don'ts, I really love the photos you take. Now, I know that you have spent time like learning how like fancy cameras work. I know that you have a phone, but you do all of your stuff like with your phone and your thought and process and stuff. Because because you've chosen to use Instagram, the cap the picture still kind of needs to pull people in, especially if they're new. So talk us through what what you what you do like what's your thought process your your plan whatever when you're trying to come up with your photos to create your content for your feed kind of the same thing with my captions and everything is i want the photo to tell a story and um, a lot of the pictures that i take could stand alone and they tell a story just in the photo themselves and the viewer can just decide what the story is that's my like if you know the enneagram that's my four side i'm a five wing four that's my four side that's like people can just decide what the story is um but i try to i try to that tell a story and connect most of the time i try to connect it with the caption um and then uh lately since i decided to not play the hashtag game and do all of that i decided to make my feed appealing for people that are curious and they click on it and they're like okay my friend shared that i want to go look at her feed so i've tried to kind of tie in similar color palettes into my photos um so you'll notice i have a lot of like auburn colors like fall colors some bright white whatever um yeah i like the it's like it's like a a warm white to your yeah. to your photos like it's a lot of white and then also like that stark fall look yeah <laughs> So do you plan your content out like weeks, months at a time, or are you just like flying by the seat of your pants? Like how does that thought process go through you for you? Sometimes I do. Um, on a really good month, I plan a month ahead and I just think, okay, this is what I feel like people are dealing with lately and I have something to say. So I'll plan out like maybe five or six posts, but then also give myself room for the random like today I got in a mood because of something I saw and I like rage posted in my stories and then quickly in my car sitting in the Chick-fil-A drive-thru wrote this post 
And within an hour, I had a hundred new followers. I didn't use any hashtags or anything like that. I just wrote something from my heart. So I always give myself space to have those random posts and like change my plans really quickly. Um, but most of the time I have somewhat of a framework of what I want to share. And I remember seeing you do a story once where you're talking about like, I'm going to go take pictures and you're creating photos for your downline. Yeah. What, so as a, now this is something a little bit really niching into network marketing stuff just because you have a team and people underneath you. Talk to us about how you create for your team and what are some things that people should be considering when they're putting, when they're doing all of this. Okay. I love those days. I call those my content days. And so I'll like a couple days before the, uh, like probably like a week before the end of the month, because in network marketing, everything restarts at the first month, like new promos, whatever. So a couple, like a week, less than a week before, I'll sit down and I'll plan out my content and what I want the theme of the month to be, what kind of content I'm going to share and how I try to include the people on my team that are also building a business. I try to include them in on that. Like, okay, this is what I'm thinking. These are the ideas that I have. And we kind of like, we'll sometimes come up with a plan together or I'll just say, okay, here's my idea. This is what we're going to do in the groups, whatever. And then I'll gather all of the products that I want to talk about and do spend a couple hours in one day taking all the photos that I want to share that month. And then I sit out and I plan um, so social media schedule for the month of what I want to share. And usually it will lead to like each week will lead to a live video or happening in our Facebook group or whatever it is. Um, to get everybody in on it and create content that I don't have to like come up with on the spot. Like I have it all planned, have all the pictures taken, I plug it into my scheduler and then I'm done. And then I can just focus on all the other stuff I need to do to like admin stuff that I need to do for my business. So we've talked a lot about do's and don'ts specifically when it comes to social media and stuff. But one of the things that you said that you had to do is it's in your bio, how you had to dive in deep and try and make this your full-time business and it is your full-time job. So talk to me about what your day looks like. Like what do you what do, what do you do in your day to help grow your business? Okay. So it looks different in every stage of business. I moved really quickly. So I started off like right off the bat with like, you know, 50 people on my team and that quickly grew. So I have 1700 people on my team now. So it looks a lot different now than it did at the beginning. At the beginning, I was just teaching classes all the time. All the time. I probably taught four or five classes a week. Um, now, at this point in my and what, day, what, Real quick, what were those classes that you're talking about? You taught classes. What are these classes that you were teaching? Are essential oils 101 classes, um, business classes, but mostly I would do essential oils 101 and oils and babies. So basically how to use the product and stuff like yeah. that. Okay. Right. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Cater towards my market. So my market is moms. So most of my oils classes at the beginning were all about kids and emotions and postpartum and all that stuff. Okay. Um, so as my team grew and other people started doing the business too, that kind of has shifted. And so now 80% of my time is spent on leadership development and team development and coaching and helping other people start their businesses. And then 20% of my time is my personal enrollments and classes and things like that. Okay, and that sounds really great. Now, why have you had this, sh when you were starting out and then when you knew you had the shift, 
you shift into this leadership role. Can you talk about like what that looked like, how you realized you need to do that and, and what led you to being leading your team? Because it sounds like a big team. <laughs> yeah. Well, at some point in network marketing, you realize that it's more lucrative to invest in your people than to just spend all of your time enrolling. So it's, I make more money when my team is growing and thriving than when I'm just enrolling my own people. So okay. there's a quick shift that happened about a year into my business where I realized it's more lucrative for me to help them do their businesses than for me to continue enrolling like a crazy person like I was. <laughs> so now, and that's an interesting topic. So, because one of the things that people hate or that drives them crazy about network marketing is they're always trying to get people on their team, trying to grow, help, and, you know, and it becomes, and then some people I think envision it as like a very much a pyramid scheme. What do you say to debunk that that assumption? Well, pyramid schemes are illegal. Well, <laughs> so, yeah, and I know the truth. Like I get that, but I, you know what I mean. Like it becomes like that lumped into it kind of a thing. Yeah, I mean, I I think there's a lot of network marketing businesses that lead with the business, and they loop people in by promising them a lot of crazy things. And I've never done that, and I don't do that because I can't promise anybody riches and glory but i can tell you that our products are dope and you don't have to do anything to like you don't have to upgrade your account or anything like that and this is obviously specific to young living um but i i very rarely will lead with the business and i lead with this is an amazing product that's going to help you if you want to share it with your friends and and you'll make money for it so a lot of the people that I have on my team are people that just love the products and shared it with their friends and have just kind of stumbled into a business. That's, I, I think that's kind of a unique thing about Young Living is there's not a lot of people that come into it to make a lot of money. They come into it because they love the products and then naturally develop a, a business. Um, I was different. I came into it because I saw the business model and I was like, I like these products. This is an amazing business model. I'm going for it but I still wasn't like a crazy person, like trying to get everybody to join my team. I'm just like, come enjoy these products. They're awesome. And then naturally- Are you stressed? Here's a bottle. Are your kids sick? Here's a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, we've been talking with Chris in the Valley about how you can use network marketing tactics to market your boring business. But of course, they are the right ways that you should be marketing your business, um, whether you're a boring business or a network marketer. So, Kristen, what is your biggest, what's the biggest takeaway that our boring business owners can have from a network marketing business that they can apply to their own business? Like, what do you think is that that biggest marketing takeaway that they should be doing for their business that is what makes network marketing so successful? Think about what draws you in to certain people and certain businesses. What is it that made you want to purchase something? And connect with people. And put, always put yourself out there. Awesome. I think that that is insightful and that we all should be doing it for business and something that we should all definitely be evaluating for sure. Kristen, how can people follow you? You can follow me on Instagram. At Kristen.Lavalley, guys. I have the uh, links to all of her stuff will be in the show notes uh, for those of you listening on the replay. And guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. It was awesome to have you guys here. And I hope that you got a lot of takeaways because I know I, I had a lot of questions. And I'm glad that, Kristen, thank you for answering all of them. And, and remember, guys, if you have any takeaway from today, be normal.
<laughs> thanks again for tuning in, everybody catch us um let us know if you have any questions or things that we can be doing for you and until next time i will say military life say goodbye see you soon until next time see you soon if you like this episode please leave a review on itunes or share this episode on social media want more subscribe to automatically get the latest episode marketing for your boring business this podcast is presented by all-in-one social media